What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 204. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today we got my guest, John Marshall, of the band Che Vicious, who are out of Washington, D.C. And uh, they say they formed through a mutual obsession with heavy riffs and shredding guitar solos, and they actually formed one night, and they found their singer at a karaoke bar in Philly. Uh, they got a song, which is called Witch Queen, and it's all in this episode, so if you like it, definitely go check it out. And uh, yeah, the guys will also be a part of the second annual Part-Time Rockstar Fest, which is happening uh, in a couple weeks, just around the corner. It's going to be June 3rd, Fish Head Cantina in Baltimore, Maryland. So definitely uh, come out to that. They're uh, going on about 7.30. Uh, looks like we've got them slotted for, so should be a good time, should be a good weekend. Um, definitely look out for more details on all the podcast socials that I got going, but uh, yeah, hopefully you yourself are doing all right as we move into summer. Hopefully you're out there gigging and kicking ass and all that stuff. Uh, tonight I'll be uh, singing for my supper down in Alexandria at Augie's on acoustic, and then got a... Bunch more shows this weekend. Uh, keep tabs on the Hollow Truth page for all of that. But um, last few bullet points I usually mention, um, other than the fest, of course, um, is that there's podcast merch on Shopify. And uh, there's also Part Time Rockstar Productions, which is doing video around the DMV. So if you need any music videos, stuff like that, we can hook it up. And then the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop out of Laurel, Maryland. And uh, you can find Truly Strings on Instagram and Facebook. But uh, yeah, without too much more rambling, we'll get to the conversation with John. The song you're about to hear is called Witch Queen. in a while the uh the wi-fi craps out yeah but, uh, story but yeah it's cool uh, we can kind of call this the, the start or whatever um, yeah works for me um obviously you guys are out of out of dc and uh only been playing together a few months so far but um i know from texting i was just trying to figure out when uh when the new music comes out and and kind of how the project's looking and and stuff yeah. like that so well, we should have we should have the first single finished up and pushed out. I think you know conservatively within a month from now. We yeah. laid down most of it. We're going to finish up a few things on Monday, um, and then after that, just a matter of mixing and you know getting it out there. So it could be as early as like a couple weeks, I, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah we're we're looking forward to it. And we've got a good 
you know, we're, we're in uncharted water mm. kind of for all of us. So we're just, you know, doing it as it comes. But I think we've got a pretty good idea of what we want to do in terms of release, um, releasing things yeah. over the next, you know, six months or so. Yeah, I guess to kind of give you the backstory here on, on my end, I just, I don't know, I've been playing around town for a while now and uh, kind of started the podcast a few years ago to uh, to help meet people and help get people's music out, you know, of our, or bands of our stature, help get their music yeah. out, you know, whatever. And uh, that's just kind of my, been my thing lately. So I'm sure we have a bunch of mutual friends. Just have to figure out who they are, but yeah. Well, first, I mean, I think I think the whole project with the podcast is really cool. Um, I think it's a great idea to like just have a platform to, yeah, make new friends, talk shop, yeah. and you know, put them out there so other folks can can listen to them. And, and I think that yeah, we were put in touch with you through um, a woman named Lauren White who plays with uh, Ben Dehan. Oh, okay. Then I got, yeah, old, old Don. I, uh, I totally oh, got Don. Mi- yeah. I've never, uh, uh, I've never personally met him. So if I mispronounce his name, you know, uh, it's my bad, but Dahan, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's funny. Cause I got super confused today. Then I actually thought that another band I was talking to was the one that Lauren, uh, referred over. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. I, well, uh, Hey, no, it maybe, works. Uh, Maybe she's was, uh, you know, sending you over more than one. You never know. But yeah, it's definitely hard to keep track. But yeah, I, I know them pretty well. Um, I was actually just at their wedding not too long ago. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're uh, they're cool. I'm glad they were able to to find you and uh, send you my way. Have you yeah. have you played a show with them yet, or how did that work? No, no, we've we've talked about it. So Lauren went to the same college that I went to, and that uh, the two of our other members went to. And okay. I, if I recall correctly, she I'm a little older. We were there at the same time, and like I, I met her, but she was knew the other two members of the band better than better than me, just because I think they were in the same class. Okay. Um, and when we started, because the three of us who had gone to college together have been doing music kind of recreationally for a while, just kind of messing yeah. around. But when the band kind of became more, more complete with adding another guitarist, adding a lead singer, and we started getting more serious, we, you know, realized that Lauren and uh band were obviously crushing it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we'd been in touch with them pretty early, just saying, you know, just kind of asking for, advice things like that and we're, we're hoping to play with them sometime this summer but you know they're extremely uh booked up you know yeah so um whatever works for them we'll probably be able to make it work for us but um yeah it's been a good a good connection to have yeah for sure more uh more connections the better it's kinda, yeah kind of what this thing's good for too um actually I mean, i'm sure you could probably even look through the the back catalog of episodes at this point on here and probably find some of your friends i would think yeah um i don't know if, if you got a chance to listen to them at all or anything like that but i listened to i listened to the two most uh your two most recent ones uh okay. that um the band from buffalo and then the guy from albany yeah i don't know why i remember where they're from and not their names <laughs> but 
Uh, good episodes. You're not you're not alone in that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember people half the time by their band name or their name in my phone, which is often the city, or yeah, <laughs> something like that. So yeah, um, but yeah, I figure um, the timing of this kind of works out because, like you said, if you got a couple songs coming out soon, then that'll work. Um, unfortunately, obviously since they're not quite out yet I don't have a lot to say in the sense of uh, I don't know I don't I don't actually don't even know if I even offer a lot of my own opinions on people's songs unless I really like them or something but um, yeah I, basically I suffice to say I can't offer like a, a review necessarily but hopefully uh, when I do hear them if they're done I can like splice yeah. that in later and um, yeah that would be awesome I'll, I'll definitely send you that um yeah essentially over kind of kind of like the best you know representations that we have right now i guess just like from yeah. youtube and um like the rough cut uh, of that song but we really you know it's funny because now at this point we're really really eager to get stuff out there but for the first you know six eight months that we were playing we just wanted to really focus on playing live as much as we could make sure we had some cool songs and and not really rush the yeah you know the spotify thing or or whatever uh, I'm, I'm glad we did it that way but now you know that we're kind of at the moment where we all wanted to be out there everybody's really anxious just to get it over and done with and so we can you know just make it extremely easy to introduce people to to us you know yeah are you guys all kind of living in virginia or live in dc or everywhere uh, we're starting out a little bit. So our lead singer's in Maryland. One of our guitarists is in uh, Virginia, and then myself, the other guitarist, and the bassist all live in in DC itself. Okay, I think I read. Yeah. I think it, I read in your email that you said you were playing in cover bands prior to this project. Well, the three. So um, myself, Alex, and Ben. Ben is the bassist. Alex is one of the guitarists. Have been playing together for a couple of years beforehand but we weren't um we weren't playing gigs we were just honestly like hanging out and covering songs kind of for each other just like okay. for something to do on the weekends yeah. but we wanted to get more serious about it new and and to be honest none of us wanted to sing and so mm -hmm. we figured we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to recruit some people so um alex had met nick through like a music program in dc and then we were actually up in Philly for a friend's birthday and went to a karaoke bar and overheard uh, this guy singing and he was just crushing it. And he sang, uh, I think he sang uh, Drowning Pool and then he sang like a couple of Weezer songs and we were kind of joking with him like, oh man, it's too bad you don't live in DC. You know, we're in a band and we like desperately need a singer. And, um, and he was like, oh, I, I'm just in Philly visiting. I live, you know, I live in Maryland right outside D.C. So we said, all right, you know, we rehearse at, uh, you know, this address every Saturday. If you want to show up, show up. And yeah. then he did. And then when that happened, it was, you know, time to get a lot more, a lot more serious with the songwriting. And, you know, even the covers that we did play, just getting a lot, you know, more focused on him and focused on songwriting and focused on getting in front of people. Yeah, I guess I was mostly curious because, like, um, 
I like do both, you know, uh, the original world and the cover stuff and thought, yeah. thought maybe you would know somebody or two that I, I know in the cover world in DC. Um, strangely in like the, I don't know, 10 years or so I've been playing music around town. I feel like I've only played like a couple gigs in DC, uh, proper. And, and you're in, and you're in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. South. Well, like not really like the burbs, but, okay. um, I don't know. It feels like DC is just like harder cookie to crack, at least for me. Um, but I have some friends who play there more yeah. often than, than, than not. I just end up playing in Baltimore all the time. I feel like the perception, and I'd be curious what your take is. I feel like the, the overall perception is that the Baltimore scene is a little more, uh, a little more active, like maybe a, a bit of a better place to be if you're trying to play out. Do you think that's, that's true? Well, definitely for originals, in my experience, if you're trying to make money on the cover circuit, like DC can pay better. But Yeah, um, that makes sense. At the same time, you know, parking is a nightmare. I don't know, th there's pros and cons. Like, to, But, um, yeah, I, I really didn't necessarily consciously try to play one city or the other. I just found myself always, you know, gravitating north, you could say. Yeah. But yeah, we've had a few, we've had a few offers for those cover kind of gigs where you know you can play for, you know, three and a half hours, and they pay a lot better than, you know, anything we're gonna get from like ticket sales or something like that. But it's, um, you know, for us, it was always just like weighing the, the pros and cons of it because for us we would have like we probably can play right now. I don't know an hour and a half of covers. Yeah. And so we have to take all the time to learn another 90 minutes. And then that's time taken away from writing a new song or getting in the, or, you know, getting in the studio, perfecting something that we're working on. But, you know, three hours of stage time is also always just great experience. You know, it's, it's, it's a trade off kind of with every decision you make about where you want to spend your time. Yeah. And you guys got five. Five people in the band? Yeah. So I imagine you got five different opinions on that subject anyway. But, uh, you know, I feel like you're you're trending towards the original stuff, right? Is the focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's our main... Um, yeah, that's the main focus. It's what gets us the most excited. Yeah. And, yeah, there are five, yeah, five opinions to, to try and wrangle about everything. But, you know... I'm sure eventually something will come up that is real tricky, but so far we've been pretty good at, you yeah. know, building consensus around things. Everybody seems to have a pretty similar idea of what we want the band to be. Yeah. And, uh, so you just played Jim and Java and then you mentioned uh pie shop as well. Have you played there yet? No, we're playing there in a few weeks. That'll be our first time there. Right on. Yeah. My buddy, uh, Ed in uh teen mortgage seems to book shows there all the time. I've been trying to hop yeah. on a bill with him for a while. Uh, I would love to play a show with them. I love them. They're a yeah. great man. They've been blowing the hell up. That's what's crazy. Yeah, they're they're one of the rare uh, like local bands where I heard about them and then found out they were a local band. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I they like came up on on a playlist and I was like, holy shit, this is a great song, and then started listening to them. 
and then I saw him pop up on a list of like, you know, ten great local DC bands. You know? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, I thought these guys were, you know, I did not know these guys were around town. Yeah, I know. I, um, I think I clicked with Ed because um, he's actually an RN and I'm a medic, so I can't oh, remember. Yeah? I can't remember how we met, but we ended up talking about that. And he's in like some other bands too, and like. I guess he was saying uh, basically they he um, got a song on Shameless, uh, the TV show. Oh, and that's kind of how they blew up. That's cool. That kind of makes sense almost. I-, I haven't seen that show in a long time, but just like, yeah, I feel like the like sonic the sonic aesthetic of yeah. teamwork it just almost like you know fits that show. Oh yeah, it definitely did. It's a scene where Frank's I think just running around, you know, high yep, on drugs or whatever. What- yeah, that's what I saw in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just kind of connecting the dots here for fun. But um, ultimately, the uh, the goal is to kind of talk about your guys' music and stuff like that. I know as a drummer, you don't always um, have a say on, uh, you could say, the lyrics or something. But that could be a bad presumption of mine too you could be like the secret lead songwriter and i don't know anything about it but um i guess i'm just interested in in what your guys kind of subject matter is on your songs and kind of where you think the direction's going and stuff like that yeah it's a good question um certainly a fair assumption um and yeah i'm not i'm not like the lead uh the lead songwriter in the band by any means but we've been or you know i've been lucky anyway that it's not one of those bands where you know yeah. like the like the joke of like you know what a drummer what's the yeah. fastest way to get fired if you're a drummer right you just say hey guys i wrote a song <laughs> um uh so um yeah we all you know collaborate pretty well on things at this point you know it's interesting uh lyrically i don't know if there's a like a through plot or a common theme to what we write about i think it's i think we're really focused on the kind of overall tenor of a song yeah just like how we want it to feel um we want to feel like we're just playing heavy rock and roll and we want to play guitar solos and we want to be a kind of guitar forward band and from there like I said, the, the recordings I listened to were a little rough on the audio end, so I wasn't quite sure what yeah. to think. But uh, who are some of your guys' like influences, would you say? I think, um, or rather I know, you know, every everyone in the band would have a slightly different answer, but, you know, I think some commonalities are definitely a lot of early grunge music, you know, um, maybe, not, or maybe not early grunge, but... A lot of grunge music, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Um, we came together around those guys. Metallica, uh, for sure, especially for our guitarist, Nick. But a lot of us listen to, you know, more progressive style things as well, like uh, Dream Theater, Animals as Leaders, bands like that. A lot of bluesy rock, um, you know, the, the Black Keys, John Mayer. Uh, Queensryche 
Iron Maiden, um, and a lot of newer kind of really interesting bands. Like, have you ever heard of a band called Gemini? Mm, I don't think so. They are, I call them newer. They've probably been around like 10 years, but they're new to me. Um, but just like a real kind of heavy, um, almost like atmospheric style and, and a few of their songs that I think is really cool. But yeah, overall, just to focus on bands that have a really lively, you know, high energy sound, lots of guitar, big drums. You know, I think we just kind of want to be loud. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Like I said, we got five people in there, so everybody wants yeah. to get, get their voice in, get their flavor, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Who are uh who are some drummers that you really dig these days or in the past? Um I mean big drummers kind of my Mount Rushmore uh especially you know, growing up. You know, uh, Dave Grohl, Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Hawkins, of course. Later with the Foo Fighters, John Bonham, obviously. Um, yeah. And uh, a huge uh, drum idol for me too is a uh, Abe Cunningham from the Deftones. Mm-hmm really love his um his style i think he's a really musical drummer deftones are great still going yeah. too yeah yeah they're they're awesome and i think his uh his drum parts are just really really creative yeah and, actually yeah, yeah. I, mean, I uh before i started playing guitar i tried to play drums for a while and took lessons with my brother but my brother just ended up being better so i kind of shifted yeah. over to guitar it's one of the most frustrating things ever for me. <laughs> it's fun, but wow. it's like, I, I don't understand why I'm not getting better or not improving as fast. I don't know. It's not coordinated in that way, maybe. Yeah, it's, a, it's you know, yeah, it's a, it's a different instrument. Oh, you know, it's like, you're set. Oh, sorry, good. No, uh, you go, you go. I always liked, uh, a couple drummers, but one in particular used to drive me nuts was uh, Chris Adler from uh, Lamb of God. Lamb of God, yeah. And I never even liked Lamb of God. I just like would watch some of his videos, like drumming videos, and just be like, "What the absolute hell is going on?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I almost feel the same way. I, I don't think I've ever. Well, just as an example, I couldn't name any other member of Lamb of God. You know, yeah. Um, like I. Uh, I know they're a great band. They're a Virginia band too. I know Richmond, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Chris Adler is like a, on was just uh, kind of on his own planet. But he he went and like started his own band, right? He's not with them anymore, I believe. Oh no, I have no idea. This was like ten years ago when I tried <laughs> tried dabbling in this stuff. Actually, probably fifteen. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, Chris Adler is an absolute legend. I think Randy Randy Blythe is the singer, and I think I heard on a podcast he actually went to jail for a long time in uh, one of the gulags, one of the uh, yeah, Eastern European was, countries. Uh, uh, the Czech Republic. Yeah, which was someone crazy... died at a concert in like Prague or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a gnarly like, story. I know. I wish I could remember the name of the podcast I heard him talking on, but that was like, damn, dude, 
It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, for sure. Since I your brother's still playing the drums? He really isn't. He uh we played together as kids like forever and just jam like Pantera tunes and whatever. But nice. I guess he eventually got tired of it. We actually had a family band for a while with my dad when we were kids. Oh no way. And he used to get in fights with my dad about like what songs to play. And I think yeah. he just eventually gave up because we weren't like playing the songs that he wanted to. It wasn't like heavy enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't like blast the you know, kick drum and go nuts. Yeah, yeah. So drums could be hard it could be a hard thing to keep up with. Um when you especially if you start playing as a kid when you get older and you have to you know, go live in an apartment or a dorm room or you know, all these different kind of small environments you find yourself in, you can't be that loud. Yeah, have you ever played an electronic kit? I'm just curious. Yeah, so I, I've had several throughout my life. I have one right now that I keep in the apartment to uh, practice. And I've never, I've never bought like a really nice one. You know, to me, like the function they serve is like a, a practice at a low volume kind of function. So I don't need that much. Yeah. And it probably feels different if you play a really nice one, but um, it is a little like anytime, you know, we rehearse a few times a week. Um, and I'm always on an acoustic kit when we do that. And whenever I get to, you know, sit behind a real kit and, you know, have my cymbals there and just really do it. I, um, I'm like over, yeah. I'm just so stoked because <laughs> I've been just Cooped banging up. on the, the, yeah, just banging on these pieces of rubber for, you know, the pat, you know, whatever the three days since the last time I, I've seen the guys and gotten yeah. to play. So, but they serve a really, a uh, really cool purpose. I mean, I, I wouldn't, it'd be really hard to maintain the skill. Um, and just the muscle memory without, you know, electronic kits like that. Do you do like uh, rudiments in the car and stuff? You know, these days, so I moved back. To, I lived in DC a while back and then I moved back three years ago. And since I moved back, I don't have a car. I don't, I honestly don't hang out in the car that much. I take Ubers place to place. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but to answer like the underlying question, yeah, I, I mean, I think about rudiments like constantly and just, and I'm always, you know, tapping on my knees or whatever, trying to see how clean my, my doubles are with just my hands. Yeah. Do you think you were like a, a kind of hyper kid or not? Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, like drummer, was, drummers often are just like kind of can't sit still sort of personality. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that was definitely, um, definitely me. I was always, yeah, just always running around, always out, you know, either outside or, or playing drums. Once I finally convinced my parents to get me some drums, which took took a couple of years, but, um, yeah, yeah, always you, hyped up. Do you have to like earn them or something? Like actually pay attention in class or whatever? Well, <laughs> I don't. I had to earn them, but not by paying attention in class. Thank God, because I never would have gotten a, a, <laughs> a drunk kid if that was the if that was uh, the criteria. But no, I think it was uh, like I was like in second grade and just and decided I, I wanted to do it. And basically, just you know, I forget. And it could have been one of those things they made up. But like, 
you know, I just asked for them for like uh, two or three straight years and just never kind of wavered on it. And, yeah. you know, said like, don't, you know, don't give me a Christmas present or whatever. And then eventually they, uh, I guess when they figured like, hey, uh, he seems to be actually serious about it and won't just like, yeah, you know, like not use it. Do you feel like there's like other things in life that you like also do either as a hobby or like passion or whatever or occupation that like channel your focus like that? Not not like that. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, there's just um Yeah, I just really really love doing it and it's been something I've I've had as part of my life in varying degrees depending on you know, where I've been in life or like what's yeah. going on, you know, I unfortunately had like several years when I graduated college, um, where I, I didn't really play at all. I just couldn't really afford to like get an electronic kit and didn't want to go rent rehearsal space somewhere. But, um, but yeah, nothing kind of zeroes me in quite like, quite like that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of empathize with the putting it down for a while to go to school or get a real job sort of thing. Yeah. For me, it just kind of came back with a vengeance. When, yeah. Uh, when I let it when I let it be dormant for a while. Yeah, yeah, similar story. But in a way, maybe it's, it's good for kind of reuniting, you know, the passion for it again. You can easily kind of burn yourself out on it too if you're sitting around you know, whacking on the rudiments all day long or trying something yeah. like that. I, uh, I think it's so, impor it's go so ahead. important to find a, to, ha to have a band or to have some kind of project, even if it's a solo, like you decide that you want to write some songs or just have something to, to work towards. And when you're in a band and you have other people to be accountable to, um, I think it's, it's really good for your relationship like with your instrument oh yeah for sure it's tough to get better in a vacuum yeah yeah again i guess not to like stereotype too hard or keep harping on this whole you know drummer uh subject but um <laughs> that's fine. that's fine i guess like when you think of creativity and like how it applies to either your life or just like getting better in the musical realm. Like, I don't know. What do you try to add? What do you feel like your, your best asset is when bringing something to a band or this band in particular, you know, like, do you feel like you have a style that, that adds something or do you feel like, I don't know, maybe it's something in your underlying influences that kind of come out. That's not like super conscious. Maybe, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. No, I think that's, I think it's a great question. I feel like I'd love to answer it in like another 20 years or something, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, you know, I like to think I have some level of style, but I mean, like, who knows, you know, uh, like, that's kind of not up to me in a way. I think I, I want to play in a certain way. Right. Um, I want to be, ex you know, I want to be extremely high energy mm. and I want to be dynamic. You know, I want to play loud and I, when it's loud and soft, when it's soft and, you know, try and be musical in the sense of not just blasting, yeah, bees. you know, 
yeah, blasting one Crashes simple beat. As, <laughs> yeah, as loud as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all the drummer, you know, at the end of the day, can bring to a band is just have some semblance of like keeping people together and taking ownership of like the feel. You know, I do think the drums have a kind of outlying impact on like an o the overall feel of, of the song. So the way that you choose to back up kind of the, you know, the stars on stage with you, you know what I mean? The guys that, you know, standing at the front, you can change the way people think, think of a song. Um, and just making sure that's in line with like what everyone else wants the song to feel like. But yeah. Uh, like, I guess from watching the videos, like I said, uh, although maybe I didn't get the best audio experience, uh, I did notice, <laughs> I did notice like, you know, visually, um, you guys, uh, you know, like you're saying before, kind of try to bring some energy like we all do to the set. Who do you think has the best, um, stage presence, if you will, uh, in the van? I don't, <laughs> I don't, and, you uh... can say yourself, it's fine. <laughs> you know what? That's probably the most diplomatic answer. Oh yeah, you know, so you gotta pick favorites. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think you know, I'll tell you this is something that we actively like. Um, I mean, if you see, if you saw videos of us, I mean, like any band, right? But if you saw videos of the first couple times we played live, it's like yeah, a little st stilty, no little stiff. Nobody's nobody's moving. Every the guitars and the bass are just staring at the fretboard, like their eyes aren't capable of going anywhere else you know i'm not doing anything um but yeah i think we've all gotten better um but yeah i'll just say i have the best stage presence <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> yeah sometimes you gotta you know chirp yourself up a little bit so that's cool yeah 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 um and if you do have any you know funny anecdotes or quick shout outs for the band members or anyone else for that matter it's uh, fine by me if you want to drop it in there. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I think I covered... Uh, on the influences question, I wanted to make sure I, I, I hit on a number of different things that would have... Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure I called out a, a few different bands just as little yeah. shout-outs to the, to the guys in the band, make sure they know them. Uh, not, not forgetting about some important acts in the Che Vicious, um, you know, influence sphere... But uh, yeah, to be honest, we're uh, stoked that you were down to to talk to me. You know, talk to us. It was a cool. Just kind of came up the other day and figured. Yeah. Hell yeah! You know why not? I mean, it it just doesn't hurt ever to make more friends. The way I look at it. Yeah. So I know. Yeah, same. Um, I was talking to somebody else on another chat, and it's like some we're kind of talking about how like some people kind of stay in their bubble as a band. And uh, it's, I think I find it's a rarity, but then again, obviously I wouldn't be talking to someone in a bubble because they're in a bubble, so they wouldn't talk to me, <laughs> but so maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't have a clear perspective on it, but it does seem like most people just want to reach out and help out. And I think, you know, that's kind of the, the goal of the music scene or hopefully, you know, overall. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like a self-perpetuating cycle. Like 
a local music scene is always, I think, to me, going to attract people that want to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And people that do like to do that are going to attract other people that like to do that. And if one of your passions in life is making music and sharing it with a bunch of people, like, yeah, you're probably going to be pretty cool to make new friends and talk to other people, especially about music, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, um, the only other thing I guess you might have already mentioned, but, you know, since this is the old uh, part-time rock star thing, um, yeah. I usually ask people about what they do work-wise, but um, it's not super important. And if it's ultimately invasive, then, <laughs> you know, I've talked to people who work for, like, fucking deep on here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> they don't always want to be forthcoming about that. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I'm a salesperson at a software company. Yeah. And then, yeah, elsewhere in the band, we've got, you know, a couple of guys with like me kind of corporate jobs like that. And then a yeah. couple in, you know, more classic DC related jobs, either, you know, for, uh, you know, institutes or government, you know, related work, things like that. Yeah. Just kind of your, your standard, uh, yeah. Stuff you guys in DC yeah, exactly. who like to listen to rock music, you know, <laughs> yeah. and for anyone who maybe doesn't know what the DMV is known for, at least occupationally, it's definitely government and everything else. So, yeah. What about you? Uh, paramedic primarily. Oh, you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm kind of branching into like some different stuff. Um, so I don't know. Definitely. Uh, the old PTSD is kind of set in as far as the ambulance stuff goes. Some kind of, I can't imagine it did kind of looking more towards the, uh, teaching side of things, but also just trying to build like a little bit of a business or side hustle, uh, as well. Um, kind of through the podcast, but more so on the video side of things. Um, okay. So I've been doing a lot more work for people just, you know, making the content, feeding the Zuckerberg machine basically. So yeah, if you ever need music videos or stuff like that, I've been doing a, a lot more of that type of thing. So, Oh yeah, dude. Um, something else I try to try to help out with for people. Uh, yeah, that's good to know, dude. I'm, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, glad you're finding some maybe more uh, less stressful ways to to make a buck. I guess you know. Yeah, I feel like it's just it's just ultimately ran its course. Like, not a not yeah. a bad thing, not a always good thing. It just just is what it is. It's fine. So I feel like as long as yeah. as long as I'm doing something semi altruistic, doesn't always have to be like you know uh, taking grandma you know, to the hospital, but, yeah. um, you know, something like this, it's, uh, I feel like it, it nurtures the soul, if you will. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, actually, uh, got to hop off this call here. I'm headed to a, uh, a hockey game. So I, uh, Oh, nice dude. Who is NHL? No, it's just I play in like the the men's league or the beer league we call it. Oh, yeah. 
That's super sick. Uh, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah, I'll let you get to it. Thanks a lot for having me on, dude. I really appreciate it. And yeah, this song will be out in a couple weeks. And um, I was actually going to ask you if you were cool to wait to release it till then anyway. Definitely. But it sounds like that was the plan. So um, yeah, I like to. Yeah, that's sick. I like to put the music on the thing. So if, if there's, you know, yeah, you know, that definitely helps. Yeah. And yeah, when it comes out, I'll send it to you. And if you want to, you know, if for whatever reason you want to like give me a call, ask anything specific about that song and throw it in here, we could do that too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to whatever, but I will send it over to you. Yeah. This is just a random idea that I'm sure is unlikely to come to fruition. But if you guys made like a joke infomercial, infomercial, like commercial for it, that would be hilarious. Uh, no one's ever the, no one's ever done this before after the fact like after the conversation but if you guys made like some sort of like skit or like just some sort of like quick 30 second blurb about the song I don't know if you have like a comedic bone in your body or not you uh you dropped out there you just froze for a second yeah you froze okay can you hear me now yeah I don't know if you have like a funny guy in the band but if you do yeah that could be like a well you can't tell that i'm hilarious well i don't know i feel like it's, <laughs> it's in there i feel like i gotta get a couple yeah, yeah, shots yeah. of whiskey in you first though <laughs> um, um but no uh so like a like a skit like an ad for the song that could be really funny again no one's ever done this my brother did some fake ads on it on this podcast before but they were completely for random shit so yeah, that didn't ex- actually exist. We were just making up stuff, just per- um, to pretend that there were ads. But um, that could be like I don't know. It doesn't actually have to be comedic. It could just be like, "Hey guys, you know, thanks for listening to the show. This is our new song, raw," or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. You know? Yeah, that, that could be kind Definitely of fun. To... Yeah. You know? Even if it's something kind of lame, just like like uh, go listen to our Spotify, follow us on Instagram, you know that sort of yeah. thing. Hit the like button, whatever the kids say, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, a call to action. Yeah, I, I'll definitely text you about this idea when I listen back to this later. Maybe come up with something okay. fun because it could be like a little mini story lot, like a story that like makes you think it's an ad or it's not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, anything you want to do, but if if not, that's fine too. That was just a random thought ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a bad idea at all, man. Well, cool. Hopefully, uh, we'll cross paths soon. Um, yeah. Like I said, if you ever want to play a show together, one way or the other, um, definitely let me know. Down to play in DC or yeah, one hundred percent. Brent, thank you very much, man. Appreciate the time. Man. Yeah, I know. Appreciate you coming on. We'll uh, talk soon. Hopefully. All right. Yeah, talk soon, dude. Nice to meet you. you too.
moments can be spilled out of your mouth I stab you in the gap, but a woman stop you right in your face Ha ha, burn witch burn! This travel will smell the end for me Yeah.